Greetings to all of you wherever you're listening from. I am Commander Bimal Raj, a TEDx speaker, internationally certified trainer and coach, mindset mentor and a teen and parents coach. In this podcast, The Awkward Talks, I bring you topics that are usually considered taboo or are not discussed freely by the youth, but are some of the most pivotal things that we should be talking about. Why a separate podcast for millennial grief? Well, to put it simply, they are unique when compared to all other generations prior or even after. Let me tell you why. Millennials are the generation born between 1979 and 1995. So now they are aged 27 to 43. They are now the largest number in demographics in most countries. Now, why are they unique? See, every generation's way of seeing life is formed based on their experiences and interactions and learnings from the previous generation. And normally it's a gradual process. However, when it comes to millennials, they have gone through multiple changes at a rapid pace and they have adopted brilliantly. From phones with rotary dials to the smartphones today, from audio cassettes to online streaming of music, everything has been very rapid leaving them no time to even sit back and analyze these changes. Unfortunately, most people see them as self-absorbed and always engrossed in their devices with no real human connections. They appear to be detached from human contact beyond their immediate family. However, they don't consider themselves isolated because their sense of community comes from the online world. Their lives are open books. Privacy, commitment and boundaries, once revered as safety's gatekeepers, are disliked and underrated by this group. They go through life constructing their persona digitally and managing what others see, experience and read about them. The reality of their existence is ruled by like, friend and unfriend buttons and the number of shares their posts receive on social pages. Even their deepest and personal things are shared online with instant response and gratification in all areas of life, including grief and trauma. Now, it is true that death and loss are universal and have nothing to do with millennials specifically. However, unlike earlier decades, the last few have seen people choosing to be parents later in life. This means that millennials are more likely to have aging parents than older generations and many lose their parents when they are young. Unfortunately, when death knocks on the door of the few people with whom they have a foundational human attachment, it very often leads to the destruction of their well-being. The constant digital connection can also leave them very confused. Don Lewis a social worker says that this is a challenge unique to millennials because one minute they are getting a text that says so sorry for your loss and the next want to go to a movie they have grown up learning to adapt quickly to changes and they try to do the same even in their grieving process some of them think grief ends in three or four days and with social media it is reduced to even 15 minutes for these very reasons, millennials need to process and express grief in ways they are comfortable with and the rest of us need to be empathetic and non-judgmental. 
The stages of grief remain the same and the Friedek model suggested by Dr. Tonkin that I had shared in the last episode is very much applicable to millennials as well. However, the way they process could be very different. Now let us talk about what to do if you are a millennial handling grief. First of all, please be kind to yourself. You will be consumed by your grief. You will think about your loved one constantly. It's natural and it's okay. Second, find a grief group, individual therapy or other people you can meet with who have similar experiences. You will feel less alone in your grief when you have a person who is there to listen. You can freely talk about your lives with some people who know they can't fix it and they will just listen. I will be sharing names of some support groups towards the end of this podcast. Third, find ways to bring your loved one to life in your daily routine. Place some of their positions in places you can see them. Tell people stories about your loved one, especially stories that show off their personality and humor. Make their favorite meals and talk about your memories when you share it with others. Fourth, if the person had a Facebook account, you could request Facebook to memorialize the account. This space then becomes a place where friends and loved ones can share the memories associated with the deceased person. If they were not on social media, you can still find ways to honor their memory by making photo albums or scrapbooks with pictures from happy moments. You can also cherish items that you have that remind you of their love for you. Basically, anything that helps keep their spirit alive can let you process and then release some of the pain and emotion you feel. Now, how can you help if you know of a grieving millionaire? First of all, check with them even if they seem okay. Millennials are always moving forward whether it's technology or personal loss. They can't sit with grief 24 by 7. Often they have to go right back to work or other commitments. If you know about their loss, ask them, how are you doing? Once you ask, just keep quiet and listen. They may or may not reply. Just be there for them. Next, look for changes in their behavior. Now, grief can make them react with anger. They may start drinking more, become withdrawn. They may miss work or other commitments. Let them know that help is available and it doesn't have to be you. Remember the key dates for them. The first birthdays, holidays, anniversaries are difficult for anyone grieving, more so for them. Losing someone, especially if it is sudden, is always startling because it is out of the normal order of life. Next, keep in touch with them. People are often flooded with calls, cards, messages for the first month after a death. Then other people start going back to their lives and these calls and messages become a trickle. I recommend putting reminders in your calendar to get in touch so you don't forget. You also are getting back into your own life, right? You can send them a message that you are thinking about them. Just find out if they are up for hanging out. You can share a memory that you thought about their loved one or a good memory you remembered recently and don't expect a response. They read it 
and definitely appreciate it but sometimes they are not in a place to respond help them keep their loved one alive ask your friend to tell you stories about that person share your memories one of the biggest fear is that their loved one will be forgotten they want to be reminded that this person's life mattered help them and guide them to online communities handling grief or your local death cafe i spoke about death cafe in part 1 of the grief podcast many millennials have moved away from traditional sources of comfort such as religious institutions and joint families yet they still want community they feel isolated and seek spaces where they can have deep conversations they need people who understand what they are going through because of being in a similar situation hence online support groups work for the millennials better than any other generation one of the finest communities that i came across was modernloss.com now this was started by two millennials who lost their loved ones and were devastated by the loss they also realized that there weren't enough places where grief could be shared and expressed that weren't too clinical overtly religious patronizing or even cheesy so they started this portal where people share everything from heartbreaking stories to hilarious ones which are all part of how people express their grief and emotions around their loss another online community is the dinnerparty.org the dinner party is a community of 21 to 45 year olds who have each experienced the loss of a parent partner child sibling other close family member or close friend now one important aspect you need to remember is that you don't really need to wait to lose a loved one to express all that they mean to you in fact there is a great exercise for anyone to do so that you don't end up with the regret of not sharing something with them while they were with you during my research i came across an interesting activity shared in an article by emily kaiser who lost her mother when she was 26 in that she suggests that each of us create a legacy letter now a legacy letter is where you put down how you feel about all your loved ones stories you wish to share with them your biggest joys and losses any instructions advice you want to give them just about anything this kind of ensures that there are no words left unsaid and your loved ones have a piece of you forever So if you are going through grief reach out to those whom you feel can relate and understand your pain whether in person or online and if you haven't lost someone then definitely write your legacy letter I am writing one because I for sure don't want to leave anything unsaid when they leave me Well do share your thoughts about this episode and if you have suggestions for other topics please do share with us Don't forget to rate this podcast and share with others if you think it might help them. This is Commander Bimal Raj and I will see you next week.